Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Bree, and I am so excited to be talking to this author today. Author Molly Rushmeyer is here. Molly, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited for you to join us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited to be here and, of course, be talking about books. Um, So I am a Minnesota gal, and um, I live with my husband of almost 20 years, and we have two beautiful daughters. Um, And I guess something that people should know about me is I'm a total Britophile or Anglophile. I say Britophile because I also just love Scotland a lot, Um, so I want to make sure to include that. And I actually studied abroad there in in college. So I don't know, I've just always had that love for um, everything England and Scotland. And I would say that I'm a tea and coffee drinker. Don't make me choose. And um, I love the outdoors. And right now in Minnesota is just my favorite time of year. It's just crisp air. The leaves are turning and it's just gorgeous and it never lasts long enough for me. (laughs) Okay. So tell me about studying abroad. Like how did that happen? What did you study? Tell me all the details about that. Absolutely. Well, um, when I was in college, let's see, it was my second year, I want to say, already married because we got married super young. (laughs) um, My husband, you know, and I were looking at these different opportunities. I just had this dream of going to England. And I saw that our university um, had this program where you could go to Annick, England and stay in the castle there. Well, I mean, that just sounded amazing. And, you know, he really encouraged me to go. And I was like, are you sure I'm going to be gone on our first anniversary? (laughs) But he was like, no, like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You should go. So I did. And it was so amazing. Um, We had actually planned as a family um, with our two girls to go in 2020. Well, we all know what happened in 2020. (laughs) So those plans unfortunately fell through and um, airplane tickets have gone way, way up. So I don't know when that might be happening, um, but I do hope to go back at some point and show my girls where I stayed and stuff. Yeah. What was it like studying there? Um, It was amazing. The castle um, on the inside where we stayed was not super fancy. I mean, it was very much like it used to be the servants quarters. So... Okay, okay. Um, so nothing super fancy on the inside, but just being there in the town itself was so quaint and so lovely. Um, and the people were so nice that, yeah, I mean, it, it truly was that once in a lifetime opportunity. And I'm so glad that I went. Uh, it was probably the longest I've ever been away from home and family and all of that. So it was just a really good experience for me, for sure. Yeah. I mean, your husband sounds like a true romance novel hero. Like, you know, I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll be here. You should go. It's a once in a lifetime yeah. chance. <laughs> yeah. He definitely was, you know, encouraging me to go and just um, live that dream. So <laughs> yeah. well, we love hearing romance origin stories here and would love yeah. to know how you became a romance reader. Um, well, going way back, I guess, um, like, I I would say that my first love for books came from my grandpa, actually, he was just such a reader and book lover. But when it came to actually reading like um, Christian romance and things like that, um, my I 
as I was growing up, especially as I became a teenager and young adult, um, I was always borrowing books from my grandma and my mom. And I just remember reading a lot of Lori Wick <laughs> back in the day and Jeanette Oak. And I, I never know if I'm saying her name right because I've heard it Oaky and then Oak. So <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Um, <laughs> but I read all of her books and I just, you know, fell in love with love in story form, I think. And I would say fast forwarding to, you know, even now, um, I'm definitely the lady who probably drives her husband nuts because like in every movie, it doesn't matter if it's an action film or we're watching, you know, different like sci-fi or whatever. I'm the person looking for that romance, that hint of romance through the whole thing. And we love watching the Great British Baking Show in our house. Um, all things British, like I said. And um, even that, you know, the I'm sitting there going, oh, you know, he looked at her this way. Do you think they're <laughs> falling in love on the show? Like, do you think yeah. that they dated then when the show ended? <laughs> you know? Yeah. All the what if possibilities. I know. He's like, it's a baking show. Come on. I'm like, yeah, but I can find romance anywhere. (laughs) I love that you said that because I'm watching like all of the like Halloween bake off shows that are coming on. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing. Like, oh, they paired this, these Um, two people together. Like, (laughs) I wonder what they're doing. You know, like maybe there's some romance behind the scenes. I mean, You know, interpreting all of that body language and that look. Yeah, he (laughs) was so supportive of her when she had to bake her cupcakes, you know. (laughs) I love it. So 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 was writing always a passion of yours or like how did that happen? I think it was, it started with reading and then eventually, um, you know, I guess as a kid, I will say I definitely was into writing some sappy poetry and I was always journaling. Um, and so I was doing some writing and some little short stories and things like that, um, through the years. And then I would say I was probably in college. I would say it was actually around the time that I went to England that I started thinking about how I wanted to be a writer. And still at that point, I was very much telling myself, like, that's not a real thing. People don't really become writers. (laughs) Like, that's a fairy tale. Um, But then I think that it was just that seed that was planted in my heart that I couldn't let go of. And it just kept growing and growing until I said, you know, probably as much to myself as to God was like, okay, you know, I can't deny that I just really want to do this. And I had to do it. It, You know, I don't know if other people describe it that way, but I can't not write, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, I love that you said that (laughs) so much. Oh my gosh, that just you don't even know. Like I, I, I have to like remind myself, like I am in a really busy season of life. I'm in my last, Mm -hmm. you know, class Mm -hmm. for grad school, um, for my master's in teaching. I'm literally in a teaching program right now. And, you know, I have three kids and it's like, but that feeling that you just described like every day, I'm like, I really want to write. And I have, I tell myself like, this is a sign, like you just need to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So hearing you say that, I'm like, you are speaking directly to me. That is how I feel. Yeah. 
Good. Well, I say just go for it. (laughs) Do it when you can. You know, I went through some busy seasons, um, too, being a mom and a writer. And um, I got good at balancing, um, even nursing. And typing yeah. one-handed, you know, I mean, I did what I could Yeah. and um, there were times where, you know, maybe I only got to sit down for 15 minutes that week, but you know, I just kept at it and just did it when I had the time and also gave myself a lot of grace in those busy, busy seasons. We are so excited for your Harlequin love-inspired trade debut, The Bookshop (laughs) of Secrets. I just, I mean, they have been knocking it out of the park. So tell us all about your book. Well, my book is set in Minnesota, so it's great to showcase my state. Um, And one of my favorite places is what we call up north. (laughs) And that is on Lake Superior near Duluth. And so my story takes place in a made-up town called Venetian Falls, Minnesota, um, right on the banks of Lake Superior. And it is about a woman who has escaped a life of human trafficking. So she's had a very traumatic past. Um, and she is going to Anishan Falls because she is looking for a set of first edition antiquarian books that her mother left for her. And not only are they supposed to be sort of a tie to um, her family, her past with her mother and remind her of that, but she's also gotten these hints from her mother that um, they may hold something even more value other than just, you know, the books themselves. And so she's kind of intrigued by that. And, you know, this sort of promise of a treasure, but she's not quite sure if that's really true or not, but she's going to go and she's going to try and figure that out. When she arrives though, they're at this bookshop called the Dusty Jackets. And oh, I love she, that name. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I know. I wish it was a real place. I really do. Um, In my (laughs) mind, it is. Um, When she arrives, though, the shop owner is she realizes that he's in the beginning stages of dementia. So he doesn't know if the books are there or not um, because they were supposedly sent there. But again, his memory is just not cooperating with him to be able to remember if he has them or not. And so the whole story kind of centers around her looking for these. She also meets um, a handsome grandson of this shop owner who um, sort of embarks on this journey with her to find these books and to try and figure out, is there something, you know, of value? Is there a treasure that goes along with these books? Oh, it's like a treasure hunt for the treasure, you know, for the like extra treasure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So you have to read it to find out if they find it. (laughs) I just love like first and foremost that they're looking for books. Like I feel like you don't. Yeah. I mean, we're getting a lot of books about books or like set in bookshops right now, which Mm -hmm. I think readers are just eating up. But the fact that they're looking for specific books is just, yes. oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. So tell me, where did the inspiration come from for this this story? Well, I think a few different places. Um, The year that I started plotting this book, our family had taken a trip to Duluth, which we have done um, several times. Um, But I was really, really inspired by the Victorian style homes. And they are 
you know, just these beautiful old homes along the shore in Duluth. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool to have a bookshop in one of those Victorian homes? I don't know where that thought came from, but, you know, bookshops are usually on my mind. Probably That's the book lover in you. That's the book lover. <laughs> I know. Like, out. of course I would think of a bookshop, but, um, <laughs> I just thought, how cool would that be? And I think that was just like the very first spark of this story. And just like thinking about, you know, this made up town and, you know, that this bookshop was going to be in a Victorian home. And, um, and that's where it kind of began. And I guess on a deeper level, um, the story itself is about somebody who has in the past used story as a way to escape what was going on, to escape the memories of it once she had gotten herself out of that life. I think that there was a part of that that I really identified with in that, you know, in different times in my life, I have felt that stories lifted me up or helped me to maybe get away from a stressful day or, you know, just transported me to this, you know, wonderful, beautiful world that I wanted to be in. And so um, that was, you know, what inspired me to write about this main character, Hope, um, and what she was going through. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait to meet Hope. Okay. Tell me about your journey to getting published. How how do we go from like seeing this, <laughs> this old Victorian home, imagining yeah, as yeah. a bookstore, bookstore to now it's being published with Harlequin, Love Inspired? Well, it was quite the journey. Um, it definitely was not straight or narrow or short. <laughs> um, I wrote this book. Um, well, I will just share something that, you know, I don't talk about a ton. Um, so I wrote the beginning chapters of this book. I kind of had my loose plot after coming back from Duluth. As I was writing this in the winter of 2018, I actually had a stroke. Oh my gosh. And it was completely, obviously, out of the blue. Who expects something like that? Yeah. And so after that happened, um, I truly didn't know if I was going to write ever again. My brain was not cooperating with me, as you can probably imagine. My body was not cooperating. And I just truly said to God, you know, is this your way of telling me that I'm done? Like, maybe that's just not the path that you have for me. And um, I remember waking up and it was like early in the morning and I just started like outpouring these ideas for this book. And I actually um, had talked to my cousin that day and she was checking up on me and, you know, asking how I was doing after my stroke. And I said, you might think this is crazy, but I've got all these ideas. I thought I was never going to write again, but I've just got a flood of ideas for this book. And she's like, that's God's way of telling you he's not done with that. He's not done with you. He's not yes. done. And so I continued working on it. And um, that next summer, I actually signed with my agent which that was a whole, you know, God thing in and of itself. And we started, you know, trying to determine what would be my first project that you would, you know, help me with that when I was done with it, she would pitch it for me and all of that. And we came back to this idea and she helped me kind of round out the plot. I wrote it. Then it kind of sat there. 
Okay. <laughs> like, like she, she did try and, and we got it out there to a couple places and then it just kind of sat for a while. You know, that happens in publishing. Um, nobody was jumping on it. And so I actually wrote another book <laughs> in the meantime, um, because at this point, like I just, you know, I had all these ideas. And yeah. so um, I went on to the next book, wrote it, finished it during COVID, <laughs> quarantine, all of that. And um, then I just remember my agent calling me and saying, are you sitting down? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Before she's like, words. <laughs> yeah, like, what? I mean, yes, but like, maybe now I need to stand up, you know, when right. I'm excited or nervous, I like need to walk around. So I did. I was like walking all over and like my husband's just kind of looking at me because, you know, he was there. We work from home. And so he's kind of staring at me like, what's going on? And she goes, okay, somebody wants to to publish your book, but it's not the book you think, because see, I thought the bookshop of secrets was long gone. I thought that was dead in the water that we were, you know, kind of focusing on this new one. Yeah. And I just finished another book. So that's why she was like, it's not the book that you think. It's, and I, I don't remember what we had for the name of it. It wasn't the bookshop of secrets. Um, there was a different title at that time, but you know, she said, okay, it's this book. And I just was floored. I was like, that to me just spoke volumes about God's ability to resurrect anything. You know, we might think something is dead and gone and buried. (laughs) And he's like, he can say, nope, and just like bring new life to it. So it was really amazing that that book would be my first book that comes out because it was so tied to everything that happened with my stroke and feeling like I was never going to write again and God just totally proving me wrong. Yeah. I'm just so, so, so happy that you, you know, you came through that and you were able to continue on. Like, I just... Mm -hmm. I love that. My my sister actually had a like a mini stroke about a mm. month ago. Like you said, oh, wow. you, you never ex, ex, you don't expect that to happen, <sighs> right? Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It. I'm just mm-hmm. so happy that you were able to continue on. Like you said, your job here is not done. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And I think that God can use those really um, terrifying, even <laughs> circumstances in our lives. And just bring something beautiful about um, from that. So I yeah. truly believe that. Well, so your agent let you know that some was that it was being bought. Did do you get an yeah. I got the call from Harlequin? Like, did somebody call you from there? We did talk after um, that initial initial call from my agent. Um, I got, she sent me over the email that she had received and, you know, they were gushing about the book and were so excited to work with me, which felt great, of course, after so many years of waiting. And then after that point, um, I did get to speak with my editor who had acquired it. And it was fun to just chat with her and get to know her a little bit. Okay. (laughs) So what has your journey been from like when your agent called you and said, someone's buying this book 
to mm-hmm. now because I know that you have another book coming out next year. So yes. what have you been up to? <laughs> oh, so much, so much. And I'm learning so much, um, you know, just through the editing process of the Bookshop of Secrets, you know, just working back and forth with my editor. I mean, of course, all of this stuff is so new to me, um, but she has just been a joy to work with, truly. And um, everything that she has sent me, I just feel like it is making the book better and better in the same thing for um, the next book that's going to come out. So lots of editing, of course, learning the ropes as far as, you know, what to do for a book launch, because I know nothing. (laughs) And, you know, I'm doing what I can. I'm probably not doing everything right or everything that I could, but I'm doing what I can. And so that's been quite the experience. And um, just working on building up platform. Oh, the dreaded P word in in publishing. Um, The presence, the social media presence. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But, you know, I've really learned to embrace like as I'm learning and talking to other authors and my agent and, and all of that, it really is more about building relationships with people. And so when I get keep that at my forefront. Um, it feels so much better because it just feels like I'm making friends rather than, Hey, buy my book Yeah, <laughs> and being a salesperson because I am not a salesperson. I did not go into business and that's for a reason because I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am firm on that one. So, um, yeah, so lots of that. And then, um, working on the next book that is coming out next August, 2023. Um, It's called The Lost Manuscript. And I had just turned in my finished manuscript for that um, in August. And then I just got my first round of edits. So working on that as well. So, and then of course, you know, like um, mom stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, I do actually have a day job. So, you know, just trying to keep up with all of that as well. Well, I know August is a while away, but can you share with us anything about the lost manuscript? Absolutely. Um, So the story is about um, an estranged married couple. So it's kind of like a marriage rekindling story, if you want to, you know, look at a trope or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd like to think that it's out of the box as well, um, because what this married couple is going to do um, during the story is look for a lost illuminated manuscript, which is like um, a medieval manuscript that has been painted with all of these beautiful, brilliant colors. And it was something that they did a lot in the Middle Ages. And the uh, main character, the female main character of this story um, is a historian and she is a history professor. And they are actually on the Annick England um, study abroad trip. So I put that in my story. Um, So the real trip that I took is in this story. Um, And so she's going to be teaching and also looking for this manuscript. The thing about this manuscript, though, is that it is something that her grandmother was like almost to the point of being obsessed with um, finding this lost manuscript that she had heard of. And she was trying to prove to the historian community, the historical community, that um, it existed and that it was written by a woman, um, which was like, 
like, oh, unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> that a woman would do this um, because it was typically men. It was, you know, men of the religious communities of the day that typically um, illuminated and wrote these manuscripts. So she was kind of obsessed with it. And then she started saying things like, I think somebody is after me. I think somebody Ooh. wants to sabotage, you know, my research. I don't, you know, they may even want to hurt me. And then she goes missing. And so um, as much as they are looking for this manuscript throughout the story, this husband and wife, um, they are also trying to figure out what happened to the grandmother. And they feel like the closer they get to answers about the manuscript, the closer they're getting to um, finding out what happened to this grandma. Oh my gosh, Molly. (laughs) Okay. So was it, was this one inspired? Like, were you thinking about your trip or like, how did you come up? I'm just like, I'm enjoying the fall right now, but I need Mm -hmm. us to speed up to August so that we can have this book. Like I'm so sold. So tell me how this one came to you. Like I I need you to just write a lot of books about people finding books and manuscripts, okay? (laughs) Right. I mean, I just love history in general, but I just love historical elements, and I do include them in all of my stories. But um, so the inspiration for this one was started with um, just thinking about my trip to England. And as we were thinking about, you know, what I might like to present um, as a proposal to Love Inspired Trade um, after, you know, the Bookshop of Secrets, I just kept thinking about that trip and just how I've always wanted to write a story that was set in Anik and included this study abroad trip. Um, I just thought it would be cool and unique. And I loved going there so much. And I kind of just like wanted to bring people along for the ride in story form. So um, that's kind of how it started. And then for the historical element of it, um, I don't know, I just came across some uh, different historical papers and um, articles about illuminated manuscripts, and just how important they were in just conveying, you know, the Bible to people who maybe couldn't read, they could look at the pictures, um, and how, um, how rare it was to find, um, a female who had done one of those manuscripts. And now we probably know that more, (laughs) more, women did it than have actually been recorded. And they're starting to find that out in archaeological sites and things like that, um, sort of pointing to the women who actually did um, do this craft. But um, it's kind of hard to prove at at the same time. So anyway, I just wanted to show um, sort of like a female hero in the background of all of this that did um, create one of these illuminated manuscripts. So when you're reading, like, do you have a specific type of trope that you particularly like gravitate towards? Like, what's your favorite? Um, as far as like romance type tropes? Romance or any genre? Like, okay. what, what do you read a lot of romance? Or do you mm-hmm. like, what, what do you mostly read? I read very widely. Honestly, I would say it's probably easier to tell you what I don't read. <laughs> I don't read 
um, open door romance. I just don't. Okay. Um, I don't read horror because it's too gruesome. And I don't really read Westerns. I'm sorry. I just don't care for those. And I feel bad because I know some writers that write that. It's just not my thing. But um, otherwise, I read romance. Yes, of course. I read um, historicals a lot. I like just contemporary um, fiction like um, Charles Martin, that kind of thing. Um, And then I do also love uh, speculative That actually was something that I first gravitated towards because that was what my grandpa started me on, like C.S. Lewis and Tolkien and and, you know, all of those. So I love that as well. Um, So I don't know if I answered your question, but I I guess my my tropes that I would like as far as um, like romance, I think a love triangle done well is great. It's like delicious with angst and tension and all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I know people tend to hate those, but I actually kind of like them. Um, I like a good rekindling story. I mean, hence the reason that I included that in my second book. I did too. Um, you know, yes. sort of like a second chance on love kind of thing. Um, and the other thing I really love is like a friendship to more type um, relationship, because I think in real life, that's so realistic, you know, to have friends and have that build into more and friendship is like such an important part of marriage. So I like those stories too. Yeah. Oh gosh. Friends to lovers is just so good. Yes. I love it. Okay. What's one piece of advice that you would offer to aspiring writers? Okay. Um, Okay. So I'm going to try and keep this brief, but I have a few thoughts on this. Okay. (laughs) Give me all the thoughts. It's your show. Okay. Well, I guess my first bit of advice is just not to give up. You know, when I share with people, I hope this is helpful and not scary. When I share the fact that I wrote for over 10 years, probably closer to like 12 or 13 years before I received a contract. But I just want people to know that it's okay if it's not an overnight success story, you know, that it's okay to keep persevering and pursuing a dream that you love. And just because you get a few no's doesn't mean it's going to be no forever. And so I hope that's, you know, kind of an encouraging thought. Um, And I guess patience is sort of the key to it. And I also tell people um, to just enjoy the ride, you know, enjoy creating, enjoy learning, enjoy making friends in the industry. I think it was so important for me to join a writing group and find my people (laughs) that understood and got it, you know, and understood this drive and this desire to write. Um, And one thing that I shared with um, a wonderful and sweet budding writer um, recently was that If I could tell my younger self that was starting out anything, I would probably just say, write because you love it. Don't write worried about who's going to read this, if they're going to like it. Will I get published? Just write because you love to write and focus on your craft, you know? And one of the things that um, I've figured out along the way is, 
when I write that first draft, especially, I am writing that for myself and I'm writing it for an audience of one, which is God. You know, it's like he planted that seed in me to write. And if I just let it all out, right with the windows down, not caring who is going to see this next, I'm going to produce something that has um, more passion in it and more feeling and more heart. And so I just focus on, you know, I'm just writing this for me. I'm writing this for God and just leave it all on the page. And write because you love, you know, write because you love it. Like you said, I love that. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Well, where can everyone follow you online and keep up with you? I am on Facebook. Um, so you can just look me up as Molly Rushmeyer. It's Molly with an I-E. <laughs> Usually have to say that, not a Y. So it's Molly with an I-E and then Rushmeyer. Um, I'm also on Instagram under the same name as well. And then I also have a website if people want to look that up. Um they can sign up for my newsletter or just check out more information about me or my books. It's Molly with an IE and then jrushmeyer.com. And I will say, listeners, her website is gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> Your website is you. so pretty. I love it. <laughs> well, I cannot take any credit for that. I <laughs> I had somebody who is great at what she does, Rebecca Furman um, with Mockingbird Art. I think it's is what it's called. And um, she did a great job. She um, nailed designing. it. Yeah, she really did. She did listen to everything I wanted her to do. So, well, thank you so much. I am so excited for the bookshop of secrets and now the lost manuscript. I'm just totally rooting (laughs) for you. I cannot wait. Tell our listeners, like, when does the bookshop of secrets release? Um, it releases October 25th. So, uh, just a little under one month from now. 